Hi there, I'm Brittany C. Leon, and I'm the certified grant writer, consultant, and principal of Write the Vision Plainly, LLC, a faith-based corporation not exclusive to faith-based organizations. I partner with nonprofit leaders, newly formed organizations, provide grant education, and a grant readiness strategy. To learn more, visit HTT ps colon slash slash wtvplc.now.site and that stands for write the vision plainly and email me at wtvplc at gmail.com i look forward to hearing your story Are you in need of a grant writer? Look no more. My name is Alexis Williams, CEO of Grants by Lexi. I am a consultant who helps visionaries diversify their funding without the stress in politics. Give me a call at 214-994-9452 or email me at grantsbylexi at gmail.com or check out my website at grantsbylexi.now.site. Looking to hear from you soon. The champ is here! Tired of going down the black hole of grant research, only to become dizzy and confused? Don't know where or how to start? Looking to get into the grant profession? Need answers? What's truth? And what's meant? How can I find a grant writer? Well, I'm glad you asked. Lady Grant Scribes started our podcast to be able to answer all your questions. To be your personal teachers and guides on what to do and how to do. We're going to give you all the secrets. That's right. All of the grant writers' secrets. We're taking you behind the veil. The Lady Grant Scribes are here at your service. Tired of going down the black hole of grant research, only to become dizzy and confused? Don't know where or how to start? Looking to get into the grant profession? Need answers. What's truth? And what's myth? How can I find a grant writer? Well, I'm glad you asked. Lady Grant Scribes started our podcast to be able to answer all your questions to be your personal teachers and guides on what to do and how to do we're going to give you all the secrets that's right all of the grant writers secrets we're taking you behind the veil the lady grant scribes are here at your service You've been scribed by Lady Grant Scribes. Tune in every Friday at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Lady Grant Scribes. Hey. You know how we do it. We're, we missed we are, you guys. 
it's been a minute we miss you and so we know tax season is upon us and this episode is going to be you know how like different business structures how to get started with the business or a company and push forward and we're going to tie in like we always do and what we do best grants um the difference between a grant loan yes you heard me right and a grant and different ways to structure your um your business because we know that there's a lot of businesses out there that want grants too. I know we always talk about the different like nonprofits, but we don't never get into our businesses to give them a little advice who also can apply for grants right now. And so yes. we want to just go over real quick. This podcast is going to be short, straight to the point. I'm going to give you a little points, the pros and cons um of having different business structures and the pros and cons when it comes to taxes guys before we before we dive in this quarter january to march this is hot spot season quarter for you to get the the newest latest hottest grants out there so i just want to i just want to put that out there so this is the perfect time while you're getting prepared for tax season to you know to get you some grants who and who doesn't want free money that they don't have to pay back Uh, me i do alexis does we do and we want that for you (laughs) exactly and that's why we dropping these nuggets too because also a lot of you know taxes a lot of changes this year and so for those who are starting their business and saying i'm gonna go ahead and get out there i'm a little leery because of different tax things are you just thinking about which route you should go is your business structure. Um, recent, we've had a couple of clients who's getting started and just did their LLC. Um, and some banks, guys, just FYI, which you get your LLC, you do it right, you, you know, you can go to some banks and get a loan just like that with your business. But we're going to talk about grants because sometimes we don't want to get that loan and have to pay that back, right? So the different and we're business- going to show you how to leverage it. Leverage. Yeah, and that's key. And you can leverage anything in your favor, guys, and, and pay it back within time. Now, if you get a business loan, I mean, a grant loan, we'll talk about that. Maybe you can utilize that as well. So let's just go ahead and dive in. Um, three key points um, when you're thinking about business structure says when starting a new business, must select the business structure, which will have both legal and tax implications. So always know that when, when you start a new business, and you must select the business structure which will have both legal and tax implications. Anything you do have a legal side. And Brittany can talk about that as being, you know, also upcoming paralegal. Uh, And it also has the tax implications, which, you know, guys, I do taxes. So So partnerships, there's partnerships, there's LLCs, corporations, and the most common structure. These are your basic four structures, guys. So partnership, partnership, LLCs um, and corporations. So analyzing your business infrastructure and goals can help determine which structure will be the best fit. So think about when you're thinking about business, what's gonna work for you and your business narrative and what you're trying to do as a business. Starting a new business is exciting. You get to build your product, discover your potential market, choose a business location, and then you hit the legal portion, right? Your company needs to choose a business structure and often it all sounds like legal gibberish. You're like, where to go? What to do? I don't know. That sounds all good. I'm still confused. 
The choice of business structure is a monumental step for a new company. You got to have it, guys. You know, and just like not having, like we always talk about, make the vision plan with your business plan. Even as a nonprofit, you have to have a business plan, right? You choose your structure for nonprofits. Is I'm going to be a nonprofit. I have to have the tax exemption. You have to have, you know, how are you going to um utilize and differentiate yourself from other businesses it's the same and regular like we say business yeah. nonprofit similar it's just how you get profit is different right so even, but, even with your business your your bylaws what are your bylaws what how are your how is the running of your company going to be what does that look like on a daily basis so this this right here is needed before you decide that okay i want to do this and you you have to have a strong enough why do you want to do this even if it's if even if it's a business that's like the same selling bread there's different types of bread on the bread aisle but what makes your bread special what makes your bread unique and how is your bread better than than the competition right and these are all factors guys like how are you gonna set yourself apart am i a partnership do i want partners to to come on board now you can be your own business but you know a sole partnership but if you got investor partners they may turn into a partnership um your company needs to choose a business structure and often you know you can get caught up in the gibberish but we're here to help the choices of a business structure is monumental for your company guys especially a new one it can affect affect your ongoing costs and your liabilities because if you don't do this then you don't know when it comes to taxes you may say, hey, I'm a, a partnership. Outside, you start off as a sole partner and then you say, ah, I want to be an LLC or I'm an LLC and then I want to um, go into being a partnership. The tax brackets and different things are different. Oh, I, I want to go from a S corps and not do uh, LLC anymore. Well, guys, again, there's legal implications remember and tax implications so all those changes you jump around in different structures so you want to make sure you choose the right one for what you're trying to do so you don't get fines and all of those things guys remember um, we don't want to visit you in the jailhouse please do this right <laughs> we said it all the time because we don't want you to say oh lady grand sky said no 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 no. we're trying to help you out and make sure that you don't have to do these things by being aware because you're like well i thought this and they said this now you don't have to guess we're, we're trying to help always always consult your attorney your accountant and your bookkeeper these are the three most important people that you're going to have to help orchestrate your business Consult them first. Yes, we we are going to give you some vital information, but also, yes, let them be the one to guide you in that. Because not that, we, not that we're going to give you or say anything wrong to you, but different states have different laws. So what we're saying applies to the state of Texas, but it also applies to the 50 states, like, or I mean, the rest of the 49 states rather. <laughs> and this also applies internationally as well. So just follow your state's guidelines for what we're about to say, because what goes on in Texas stays in Texas. And that's where we reside. Right. And so that's, that's why I'm, you know, this is pretty much general information. That's not going to stop nowhere, no matter where you are, as far as seeking legal counsel, accountant, or a tax preparer that is 
familiar with the laws and regulation when it comes to RS terminology, right? So mm-hmm. there's either legal counsel that handles different things when it comes to tax knowledge too as well. So um, it affects ongoing costs, like we were saying, liability and how your business um, team can be configured. The topic becomes particularly timely during tax season and your business structure has di- uh, direct tax implications. Have no fear, like we said below, uh, below on this presentation, I outlined that, guys, the most common types of business structures and their um, respective tax ramifications um, that you may accrue based on the structure. So like on March 21st, the Treasury Department and Internal Revenue Service, the IRS announced, you know, this was all like the 22, the 2020 federal income tax filing due dates is automatically extended from April 15th to July 15th, how we did last year. So for this tax season, they're always going to announce, always check, you got to do notifications. And the reason I post this, because um, due to coronavirus, there's going to always be things, laws, new laws, updates, things that's happening. Government may shut down. The year before that, when the government shut down, they pushed it back as well. So you want to know those things so you can get your stuff in on time. Right, so you don't have no penalties. So keep your ear to the ground, or that's why you have an accountant. If you say this is not my thing, hire you an accountant. They're responsible for keeping you on point, as well as you still got to know to keep them on point. Because sometimes they can get behind. So you want to make sure that you're doing your due diligence or filing those extensions that you need when it comes to taxes, so that you don't get penalized but okay let's go back into what the structure is so you have the sole partnership the c-corps and llc structure as a sole partner or c-corps you know you have until july 15th to file and pay the federal taxes in 2020 it's still the same um here it's like again april 15th is always the just know april 15th here is always the due date but due to circumstances, coronavirus, different things, like this was pushed until July 15th. And I'm going by last year example. Know that as it's staying this year, nothing has been said. Taxes always remember April 15th, you know, is the deadline, guys. Um, so partnerships, S-Corps, and LLC structure as a partnership or S-Corporation shall have already filed their federal taxes or requested. Remember, I told you extension. And you want to do that by um, respective March 16th deadline. However, the income will be passed down to their individual tax return and you will have until July 15th, right? That's because last year they moved it. So again, if they move it, then you know this is going to be moved, but you have your March and you want to do, you know, your extension sometime in October for some of the um, um, businesses. If it just get you like, hey, I'm overwhelmed with my taxes. I need more time. You want to get these things in, guys. So you can have until October to finish your um, taxes. You do the apply for the extension in March and then you have until October then to get everything in. So let's let's get back on task. Since I kind of threw a little of that tax mumbo out there for you to kind of get your um, mind to thinking, what are the four types of business structures? Uh, one, sole partnership. A sole partnership is the most common type um, as defined in the IRS. A sole partnership is someone who owns and 
unincorporated business by himself or herself the key advantage is a a sole partnership lies um, in its simplicity here there is no distinction between the business and the individual who owns it which means that the owner is entitled to all the profits however it also means that the sole party is responsible for all the business debt losses and liabilities this means that the creditor or lawsuit claimants may have access to the business owner's personal accounts and assets if the business accounts cannot cover the debt. Examples of a sole partnerships include freelance writers, independent contractors, um, tutors, and caterers. So just give you guys some um, understanding on that. Second is partnership. In business structure, a partnership is the relationship extinguished between two or more persons who join to carry on a trade of business. Partnerships have three common types of classifications. A general partnership, that's between at least two people, just the basics. You're going to be responsible for this 50-50, right? Then you have limited partnership um, and or limited liability partnership. So that's when we get into like your LLC, LP, similar to that, but I'm gonna go ahead and break it down. General partnership consists of two or more partners who share liability and responsibility equal. This means the partners both take part in the day-to-day -day operation of the business. It also means that the partners are equally liable of any debts generated by the business and all partners are considered general partners, 50-50. Limited partnership, or also AKA LP, <laughs> has at least one general partner and one limited partner. General partner assumes ownership of the operation and ultimate liability. A limited partner, also known as a silent partner, invests capital in the business. However, the limited partners are not involved in the day-to-day -day operations and don't have voting rights and therefore have limited liability. Then we have like limited liability partnership, LLP, is the arrangement all partners have limited personal liability, which means they are not liable for wrongdoings, i.e. acts of you know malpractice or negligence, committed by other partners. All partners in an LLP can be involved in the management of the business. It tends to be more flexible than the previous partnership forms because partners can determine their own management structure. You know, when they're gonna come in, how they're gonna come in, the different things that they're gonna be responsible for. One may be good in the books, one may be good in daily operations. So you're limited in certain things when it comes to that, but you all equal when it comes to responsibilities. If Which means there are no is, liability um, or wrongdoings, acts, malpractice, or committed by other partners. So you're your individual inside a partnership. But if one mess up because they're managing their structure in, in, in themselves, then they're liable for their mess up. And I think this is different from like the stockholder LLCs um, or the gener general managing partner ones, because if you're doing that in the stockholder, is whoever invests the most, that would be the general managing partner and everyone else would be beneath them. It would be something along the lines of that. So, and that one's kind of different because it's stock holding. You're holding the stock within that LLC. 
Right. And this is, and these things get added. So these are like the, your bare bones and your structure. Now you can add that piece on there. If you're going to have people like how we said with the LP, this is when you have silent partner investors. Here you might not have a silent partner um, investor. Then you go down here because whoever's running the face of the companies, the individuals there, if they mess up, they're responsible. But then you have your stockholders that may give you money or what their role is. You make sure that you let them, them know. Um, like a sole partnership, partners are considered to pass through entities when it comes to taxation. In many ways, a partnership is like an expansion, sole partnership, but with the advantage and disadvantages that comes with a partner. A partner can provide expertise, skills, and capital for the business. But while they can affect the business positively, they can also impact it negatively. Um, you should be comfortable with whomever you enter into business with. Uh, partnership tax returns are due the uh, 15th day of the third month after the end of the entity's tax year, which is typically March 15th or March 16th. Um, and I'm, again, I'm using the example of 2020, guys. Uh, however, while the taxes are filed in March, partners don't tend to pay taxes on the business until April deadline, July, or in 2020, it was it's extended, but again, April's deadline, since it's passed through to their personal tax return. And guys, another benefit of a partnership is like cost, you, you know, you share in the um, cost of things, the overhead. A lot of partnerships make more money than sole partnerships because, and less work to do. If you have partners, the work is, you know, spread evenly and the overhead. So you put less in and make more. So just think about that. Two heads are better than one. Yep. And then the third company, guys, is limited liability company. The next common, I think, compared to a sole partnership, this is like the next common thing. Now, a limited liability company is where things start to get a little dicey. The IRS states that the LLC is a business structure allowed by state structure. That means statute, I'm sorry. That means it is formed under the state law and the regulations surrounding LLC vary from state to state depending on elections made by the LLC and its characteristics. The IRS will treat an LLC as either a corporation, partnership, or as a partner of the LLC owner's tax return, i.e. a disregard entity with many of their characteristics of a sole partnership. A LLC is considered a hybrid legal entity because it was traits it has traits of numerous other business structures, depending on, and this, guys, is when I was talking about, depending on your structure, how you formulate it, and the contract that you have, guys, you will also fill out who has what percentage is in a partnership, right? 50%, 25%, and what those duties are and what they're responsible. It'd be all, it's going to be written plainly. Make the vision plain, guys. Even in the other structures, make sure you do a contract with the, with all of y'all. Who's responsible for what? Um, and everybody in agreement and that y'all sign off on that. So if something did pop off and you say, hey, this, this negligence is not my responsibility. This person said they were going to come on and manage the daily operations and do this and this lack. Or this person was controlled of this and it lacked. So you are aware and clear understanding. 
Um, Put it in your bylaws. Yes. Y'all got to sign that too. Put it on your bylaws. Yes. And I wanted to say like LLC is similar to a nonprofit because they're going to have bylaws as well. And they're going to have stockholders just like you have board members. Mm -hmm. So, you know, LLC has board members and stakeholders and all that great things too. So for a protection, let's see, depending on the election made by the owners, uh, this lens is more protection and flexibility to some of its business structure uh, counterparts. From a protection perspective, members of an LLC are not personally liable because the LLC is a entity created by the state statute. It has flexibility in regards to federal tax retirement. For instance, a single member LLC can be taxed as a sole partnership or a corporation. A multi-member, that's when you have like the most partnerships, uh, LLC can be taxed as a partnership or a corporation. The aforementioned flexibility causes some discrepancies when it comes to the federal tax due date okay an llc that chooses to be viewed federally as a sole priority or a c-corps find more c-corps types below with typical have a federal tax filing and payment due again april 15th however llc being taxed as an s-corps or a partnership would typically have a federal tax filing date on March 15th, March 16th, and again, these examples from last year, tax return, 2020, and a payment deadline uh, where their individual income return. So, and guys, if you if you saw me nodding to everything Alexis said, it's because all of that is true. I have an LLC, so all of everything that she said about the LLC is accurate. Everything. Yeah, because you're going to make sure, and this gives you guys some protection in case lawsuits happen. You have some protection there versus being a sole partnership without that protection, guys, and going after all of your um, assets or whatever. But there's another way, too, to still tr- do that, create a trust. <laughs> And put it into that form and protect your assets as well. So there's many ways as a sole partnership, you can still kind of protect yourself against liabilities. Um, But for corporation, corporations are a company or group of people authorized to act as a single legal entity. That means that the company is considered separate and distant from its owners, i.e. there's no personal liability here. However, a corporation is eligible for many of the rights that individuals possess. Hence, why is it sometimes referred to as a legal person? For instance, a corporation can sue or be sued, enter into contracts, and is entitled to free speech. The RS splits corporations into two separate classifications, the C-Corps and the S-Corps. The C-Corporation, which is the A-Corps, is considered the default destination for corporations. All corporations starts in the C classification when filing articles of incorporation with the state's business filing agencies. Unlike our proceedings, business structures, C-Corps are not a pass-through entity. They are subject to corporate income tax. 
owner still um, must pay personal income tax on profits, which is referred to as a double taxation. Then you have the S-Corps, and S-Corps is distinctly different from a C-Corporation because it is a pass-through entity allowing it to avoid double taxations. However, the RS um, institution structure standard for companies looking to qualify for S-Corporation status, particularly around shareholders. For instance, a S-Corps can only have 100 shareholders, and they must be U.S. citizens residents slash residents. It's not unusual for startups to issue $100,000 shares of stocks at their um, outset. Like partnerships, an S corporation must always file its annual federal tax return by the 15th day of the third month following the end of the year, generally March 15th. This, the income is then passed down to its members individual returns which adhere to the normal April tax day. Uh, corporations are the only business tax structure allowed for perpetual existence. This means that it's continuous, is not affected by the coming and going of shareholders. So it don't matter if your shareholders are there or gone. Officers and directors, because you're going to always have a high turnaround with that, guys. It's always going to be depleting and revolving, just like we say in the nonprofit arena. Like your board is always, when you first starting off for the first three years, it's um, high turnaround. There's no difference here when it comes to regular business um, structure. So, what are the tax pros and cons of each business structure? Uh, we have this is I'm going to go over the different business structure, the tax pros and the tax cons. So, um, Brittany, is there anything you want to share um, before I get into that, into this? Oh, uh, not at this time. I'll chime okay. in if there's something. OK, just want to make sure because I know I've been. Um, rambling on and off about you know the taxes and all of those th um, things and the different structures i'm hoping you guys are you know this is going to help you and you guys are feeling good about starting those businesses and in the right structure so now we're going to get in the nitty-gritty about business taxes the pros and the cons so sole priority should pass through um the pros is uh, pass-through entities, easy, inexpensive business structure to set up, minimal reporting required, no corporation business taxes. The cons is unlimited personal liability, difficult to get business financing, no um, perpetual existence. And uh, you also have to do as a sole proprietorship, you have to do more to protect yourself. You have to do more to protect yourself and your sole priorityship because um, like, for example, with an LLC it's by the state. So if you um, in that regard were to get sued, it wouldn't be, you wouldn't like, they wouldn't get you for everything kind of thing. Um, if that makes any sense. So you won't you won't lose your company should you become sued if that if that makes sense. Yeah, makes plenty of sense. Um definitely made plenty of sense. And uh partnerships, the the 
pros and cons. The pros is you pass through entity, no corporate business taxes, easy and expensive business structure to set up. Unlimited, the, the con to this is, is unlimited personal liability depending on the partnerships classification. You know, what they're responsible for can hurt you if your part, one partner is not doing what they're supposed to. The no perpetual existence must create an official partnership agreement. So remember, we was telling you, you got to make those type of agreements. So the limited liability, which is AKA LLC, everybody knows. The pros to this is limited liability is flexible management structure, no corporate business taxes, flexible to choose tax structure. Um, the cons to this is not recognized outside the US. It's no perpetual existence, not recognized on a federal level, um, dictated by safe statute. Okay, then we got the C corporation. The pros, limit liability, unlimited number of shareholders, preferred for IPOs and outside investors, perpetual existence. The cons, double taxation, more difficult and expensive to start, increased regulations and oversight. And then we have your S corporation. The pros, limited liability, pass through entities, perpetual existence, no corporation business taxes. The cons, only 100 shareholders permitted. Strict qualification standards, only recognized inside the US and not recognized by all states. You know why there's a cap on the shareholders? Because enlighten us. <laughs> no, why, Brittany? Go with, ahead. And with the S Corp, the more the more shareholders you have, especially if they're if if they have their hands in the pot to make decisions, the more difficult it could become, especially if there's a lawsuit involved. <laughs> <laughs> to get to the bottom of who gets what and why. So that's why there's a cap on 100 because even at that amount, <laughs> yeah. So that's, yes. As, as told by an attorney, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see, that's why we have Brittany here with that legal advice, putting that fire, giving me all those nuggets. So guys, as, to wrap um, it, to wrap this up, the bottom line is choosing a legal business structure is a crucial step in your business life cycle, life cycle for your lifetime. Because you're going to probably, life. as you grow and expand, you're going to jump between different of these structures. But you want to make sure you your legal, keyword, legal business structure. They um, recognize, <laughs> entity recognize if you're international. Exactly. Yeah. It will affect everything from the ability to attract investors to personal liability to paperwork involved. Business should weigh their own personal circumstances and goals against the possible legal structures. Most importantly, all decisions should take into account expert advice from business and legal counsel prior to proceeding. Yep. As a paralegal, 
I cannot give legal advice, but I can say, um, I again only if I can only say certain things about the law with an attorney present. But what I can say is like the basics of this is always consult your attorney, your tax professional, your bookkeeper, your accountant. Yep. And yep. although I know with a lot of these, although I know the law, especially Texas law and the answer, not really allowed to say it without an attorney present. Exactly. So we're going to talk about, Brittany, if you want to get started and kind of talk about the different businesses, because I know a lot of people wanted to know about the different types of business they can get into. And so one, guys, if you're trying to start a business real easy, you don't know really where to start, the best businesses to start is a virtual assistant business and or get into grant writing. Like me and Brittany saying, it's a career path that people will come to you. You don't have to do much finding other people. Um, and this is a life skill that's going to continue to be with you. So, Brittany, if you want to kind of dive into that about the grant thing, um, and then, guys, we're going to go into after that, we're going to talk about what's the difference between, real quickly, uh, a business loan and, I mean, a grant loan as well as grants because you know that could be you like huh loan and grants together that's a little tricky like grants you don't have to pay back and loans at a set time so we're going to dive into that but Brittany if you can just go ahead and dive into the fact of you know what we're going to do future with um teaching people how to start their own business as a grant writer so as a as a part of what we've been teaching you guys for the past year you know the ones that have been stalking us you know this then we're we're moving it because grants grant writing grants rather is a business you can leverage it as a business why because grants are they've been here for since the beginning they're going to continue to be here so why not use that leverage what we mentioned earlier why not leverage that to your advantage now to start up to start grant writing I would say the only thing you need to get started is education. Educate yourself about it. Get under coaches, like find a, a grant coach that you trust. Alexis and I do grant coaching as um, separate entities in as together. So whenever you, you know, if you want to do what we do, we can show you the way to do it without the fluff. That's why a lot of our, our things are grant writing kind of like an easy way to do it um a quick way to do it but of course you got to work at it first and without the fluff it's an accelerated way to do grants so we take a lot of fluffy material and kick it out because your time we know that your time is valuable and so is ours so we don't want to waste your time by always telling you to tune in next week for it we're <laughs> gonna release the secret so tune in next week for the secret You're like but I already attended three things like you should have told me the secret by now so that's one of the things that I would say if you want to get into grant writing get the education for it we can also teach you we we coach Grants, like I said, our method 
mm-hmm. is without the fluff. So other coaches, they might give you a fluffy way and not really tell you what you're in for, but we'll give you the ins and outs, the different types of grants, the ones that are in the community, the ones that are by your state, your the government, so on and so forth. So yeah, that's what that's what we're gonna uh that's what we're gonna start doing. Another thing we're gonna start doing is teaching you the business structure, not just for grants and grant consulting, because it's it's more in business. Business is broad, so we're gonna cover as many businesses as we possibly can, but we're stepping out of the zone of just how to structure your business for grant and grant consulting. So that's that's another thing that we're getting involved in because as business owners ourselves with, with grant writing, we know that that's only one piece of it to be a business entity. The other part is, okay, so what if what if you are outside of grants for business, then what? If you don't want to become a bit uh, a grant consultant, if you don't want your business to be grant consulting, now what? So we want to include as many businesses and business topics as we can in that. So it's you know it's all inclusive for you. So besides besides grants, besides you know teaching you ways to leverage what you have, this is another thing that we're going to be doing. So stay tuned for that. Right. Definitely want to stay tuned, guys, um, for that. So, um, and again, virtual assistant is everyone needs some help, guys. So that's when you can get started. Use your talents and your gifts with that. And so I think we're going to um, put a pin here. And next time we'll talk, because um, I really want to dive into what is um, a grant loan and what a grant is and i think we're going to leave that for the next episode guys for next thursday just to expand on this but you know as a request for some of our viewers we wanted to discuss this and not leave our business people out because we're always talking about the nonprofits and there's grants that's out there for you guys and i think we're just going to do the next episode breaking down the difference um of a you heard us right grant loan and grants for businesses uh, and nonprofit organizations if they choose but this this segment is um, strategically for our business um, organizations who are LLCs partnerships and say what about us you know we know grants out there for us so we're dedicating this to you guys we hope that we're dropping these nuggets um, until next time we're, I'm signing off as Lexi with Lady Grant Scribes I'm gonna let Brittany close out with our contact info and anything else she wants to add it's all in a description post below. <laughs> but besides that, um, with uh, with Lady Grant Scribes, I'll start off with Lady Grant Scribes. We um, we now have a Facebook business page for Lady Grant Scribes. It's different than our group, and it's different than our regular Facebook page. So I'm going to give you those handles in a moment. But I wanted to make that announcement. Finally got us a business page for Lady Grant Scribes on Facebook. Yay. Yay. And then um, I connected our um, Instagram to it. Yay. So we, uh, it'll be a lot easier when we do our content. Yay. Yes. <laughs> so yes, when they do it. <laughs> with Lady Grant Scribes, um, 
when Lady Grant Scribes are handled with Facebook, it's going to be, I'm going to give you both. The main page for Facebook is uh, facebook.com slash uh, WGSP21. And the other one for our business one is LGSP Biz, B-I-Z, like zebra, 22, facebook.com slash um, Facebook, facebook.com slash LGSP, B-I-Z, like zebra, 22. That's our business one. Our Instagram one is Lady Grant Scribes, Lady Grant Scribes Podcast. I can say it now. <laughs> our email address is ladygrantscribes at gmail.com. On Twitter, we are at ladyscribes. Um, we have uh we have it uh, our website as Lady Grant Scribe. I think it's WordPress.com, Lady Grant Scribes, something yes. like that. It'll if I butchered it, I apologize, but it will be in the description post below. This if video, you follow so us on work. Twitter, um you'll you'll see the website for our podcast. So. You will all the episodes. And this yeah. is episode 13. Yay. So to all our fans that, like I said, you've been following us for the past year. Yes, we got you. We hear you. We got you. So as far as us as individuals, want to want to go? Want me to go? <laughs> yeah. So um, you can follow me at Lady Grant. Um, Lady Grant. See, I'm about to go into Lady Grant Skies, guys. I got to no. get out the most. Um, Grants by Lexi at now.site. Uh, again, that's grantsbylexi.now.site, S-I-T-E. Um, you also can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Grants by Lexi. You can reach me at 214-994-9452. And you can email me at grantsbylexi at gmail.com. And as for me, at write the vision plainly, LLC. So my contact number is 346-291. 4592. We are accepting clients, the both of us. So get your spot while you can get it. 346-291-4592. My email address is wtvplc at gmail.com. And that's for write the vision plainly. I'm at wtvplc.now.site for my website. I'm Write the vision plainly LLC spelled out on my Instagram and on my Facebook is going to be WTVP LLC 20. All right. So, so guys, we, we're going to say thank you so much. We don't take it lightly to be able to present this information to you guys. We hope that it's going to help you. And me and Brittany is signing out again. Be oh, blessed and prosperous. One last thing. Okay. One last thing. We do have our YouTube channels. I have one for um, Brave the Vision Plainly, and we have one for Lady Grant Scribes. Again, that link, those links to our YouTube channels will be in the description post below. So follow us, like, share, subscribe, hit yes. that notification cowbell. That's what I say on my channel. Hit it, slap it, punch it, like it. And, and guys, for those, those who want more in-depth business tips and things of that nature, you can check out my own podcast called Matters of the Heart, where we talk about overcoming things mentally, 
emotionally as well as business. And I am going to be dropping some um, tools and nuggets this weekend on taxes because I know it's tax seasons to just ease some of you guys' minds. So again, that's Matters of the Heart podcast by your girl, Lexi. All right, guys, we're signing off. We're going to say peace, deuces. Hope you guys will take this information and apply and be blessed. Thank you.